Hello, sorry, I was just getting out of the bath and, <laughs> and getting myself ready. Yeah, yeah, was that, is that, yeah, it's actually true, right? Oh, yeah, if you hang about. Can you see the sheen of sweat on my forehead? Is that from hot water? Oh, yeah. I have the water so hot that I, I'm basically, uh, I use it as a contraceptive device. I'm just cooking my, uh, my genitals to the point that they couldn't <laughs> possibly produce anything that you, could make a human. You do put your whole body in the bath, or is it just your genitals? No, it's just my balls. I just, <laughs> it's basically just a, an entire bath full of water and me crouching over, dangling. T- essentially, I teabag the bath. I'm so hot. And also, then I've got to put on a woolly jumper, which feels like a very silly idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to do the thing that you do, which is take my jumper off. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I was thinking, um, do you think we are competent podcasters or skilled oh. podcasters? Or not even competent? Oh no, I think there's a level of competency because I would say that I probably would judge competency on things like recording quality. So does it sound like it's been recorded in a, uh, an echoey bathroom? Or a bedroom. No. Or, <laughs> well, yeah, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like that. I think we've got a decent microphone. Yeah. Zip. I was saying singular because we have the same microphone, but you're right. There are two of them. So we have decent microphones yeah. and we edit it relatively coherently. When you say we, we <laughs> <laughs> you cut out Bruce Springsteen. And that's just another opportunity to use my scissors. <laughs> I like the idea that Bruce Springsteen is just going to be on the, on the cutting room floor. There's just going to be just chunks of him everywhere. On the. Um, just... I'm actually working on an art piece, which is just you saying Bruce Springsteen over and over again. <laughs> it's going to be a 24 hour installation a little like a with little no like, repetition exactly it'll be a little bit like christian markley's clock but instead of it being a clock from films it will be you saying bruce springsteen and that's how people will tell the time yes why do you ask if we are are we competent well, or skilled and also you, is, what do you think because it's funny you said that about you know recording quality like to me in a way that's sort of a given but of course it's not a given but um mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking um because if you know a friend of mine uh, an italian friend of mine asked me what the difference between competence and skill was the other day and i just okay. um i don't really know and i don't think it wasn't necessarily thinking about talking about it because you know it's your turn but um <laughs> i was it was just more than i was thinking i wonder are we pre-competent? Like, if I, we think I, about the conversations themselves. Yeah. I think competency is about the ability to construct a package that feels like it is, um, that it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to resist or words professional. like, oh, exactly, I'm trying to resist those sorts of binaries because podcasts don't really live in that place. I've heard stuff from the BBC that I think is of considerably lower quality in terms of production values, but also in terms of content. Um, than than things that have been kind of produced in somebody's bedroom. So I, I don't really want to get into in, mired into the conversation of amateur versus professional. Yeah. But I suppose something where the the construction of it disappears in order for us as as listeners to engage in the, the stuff that's happening inside of it. So I wouldn't have thought competency for me 
be about the generation of content. Mm. For, just as how I was responding to it. And I guess maybe skillful would be the the connection of competency of kind of production and also then the 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 ability to construct a world that people are drawn into and are interested in so the the quality that's about the qualities of the yeah. of the conversations the ideas yeah. the... are you competent in something or are you skilled in something that's it's that's a it's a sliding scale isn't it yes you'd prefer a skilled surgeon as opposed to a competent surgeon but I'd take a competent surgeon over a skilled surgeon who was so in his feelings or in her feelings about their amazing abilities that they perhaps took risks or tried to do things oh. that were, yeah, oh. I, you know. Oh, so that's uh, that's not necessarily about skill or competency. That's about their perception of their ability or that they're, hmm. are you saying that well, more skilled people are more likely to take risks, that they're a little bit more uh, less safe or brazen about what they're doing? I suppose I'm saying that I'm, I'm not going to, I wouldn't say a competent surgeon is somebody who I would not want to put my, my life in the hands of because I think about, can you remember a couple of years ago there was the surgeon uh, who was um, was signing his his patients signing yeah he would use a laser oh, I, oh. and sign people's livers <laughs> oh oh like 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 a manatee 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 yeah yeah like the manatee with trump carved into its skin but this is oh. i think that you know and that like obviously an artist. i know yeah exactly that and i think when when we start to elevate somebody's um professional level to highly skilled and oh we want the skilled person actually competent is great i want a i want competence because that's that's good you know it's incompetent is bad competent is good right it's a binary it is yeah in that instance it is and i guess skilled then is about it's about you know is it? I'm, 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 I'm not but, sure. But the, Again, we're back to that question about language being so flippity. But he, but he, flippity. I think I went slippery. <laughs> but I like flippity. And um, it's like flippity doodah, isn't it? And <laughs> um, but, so, but that surgeon, whose name will appear mm. in the show notes, that surgeon was skilled. Yeah. It was not a question of skill or competence. It was, that was about unethical, <laughs> something being unethical. It was about hubris, and, hubris. and hu- hubris comes from somewhere. I don't think you become that boastful without external bolstering of your ego. I don't think you're able to think, I am so good at this if nobody has ever said, good God, you are the best at X, Y, or Z. Unless you're like, kind of... Um, at a level of self-delusion that is, you know, probably... Yeah, 99th percentile. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, sectionable. (laughs) Maybe those are the same thing. Yeah, I was thinking about improvement then. I was thinking about, you know, well, maybe we've got better. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is not what you were planning on talking about. It wasn't what I was planning on talking about, but I'm I'm really interested in in that that question of... um, competency versus skill at what point do we stop being competent and start becoming skilled how have you experienced it in other points of your life well there's sort of the easy ones i mean you know if i if well easy ones are things like sport and stuff but like if i were to say like bread baking if i were to call myself a competent bread baker i think i'd i think i'd be selling myself short like i think i'm better than competent 
And I think that's something about, I don't know this, Lee. I don't know for sure. Well, also, I don't know for sure that I am better than competent. <laughs> so we might actually just be having a, com- a conversation here about delusion without me knowing that we're having a conversation <laughs> about delusion. When I say delusion, I mean my delusion. But I think there's something, there's a point where you start to recognize these far less tangible things, the things that are not in a recipe book or the things that are difficult to describe in a recipe book, particular smells, particular tension in the dough, what it smells like when it's just not quite cooked, what it's all these very, very subtle things which only come about through having spent a lot of time doing that, which I think are not hallmarks of competence. They're hallmarks of of skill in the sense, yeah. And so I, I guess I'm presupposing that skill has, there are more nuances and a higher degree of sophistication in in one's understanding, one's physical understanding of something, if you're skilled at something, as opposed to, as we say, merely competent. I don't know, though. I don't, I mean, I'm, I, it, yeah. it's, it's a really interesting way to, to try and frame it because it sounds like you're saying that competency is something which can be externally validated and skill is something which is internally reflected upon and i i think that without meaning to do that i think i just did that yes i hadn't thought about skill in relationship i hadn't you know i won't lie I don't think I've given any real thought to the distinction between competency and skill at any point in my life. So <laughs> Up until thing. now. <laughs> Up until this moment. Yeah, I think that means, yeah, I, I think the idea that, that potentially competency is an externally validated factor and skill is something which you feel in your bones. That, and, and I wonder if it's visible in the product. Oh, I do like that. Because it, 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 actually that aspect of it is irrelevant to me. Uh, in the product, in, the, in this case, the not the cultural product, but the, um, uh, I keep thinking kitchen product, but that doesn't sound quite <laughs> food product. I, I think bread is still a cultural product. Oh, I guess when you're talking about artisanal uh, bread, it... Uh... <laughs> you, know <that> that's, <laughs> you know that's not how it's said, because art is anal, but still... <laughs> The question, the question, (laughs) the bigger question is, is anal art? (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, there's certain, you know, they talk about craft breads, artisanal breads, you know. Yeah. Um, um, (laughs) Can't unhear it, can you? I know. And you're (laughs) laughing because you're thinking, He'll probably cut out the artist's anal stuff, no, <laughs> but now I can't say. Won't. <laughs> I I don't know, <laughs> but now no, I've yeah, given you art, the option. <laughs> craft, bre- cra- craft breads and, and art. <coughs> craft breads and artisanal. <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> You're so immature. It's just, I know. I know. This is a... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we talk about buttons. <laughs> yes. Um... Yeah, I think I'm not so interested in the, the 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 product, how it turns out, but that I'm recognizing that there's a whole there's a whole different level of I'm going to say skill or or uh, or sensitivity 
to what is going on, even if the, the thing that turns out at the end is more or less the same. So that's about your enjoyment of the process. Yes, but also I don't know how I could say I'm demonstrably better than I used to be if we're only looking at the thing that comes out of the oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that you would have felt the same thing about tennis, for example, the distinction between competency and skilled? I mean, if, if someone said, were you a competent tennis player or a skilled tennis player, I would be, I'd be offended if, I, if they said that I was only or I was a competent tennis player. Right. Uh, so I, in, in, right. in terms of this, that I see that a, sk- a skilled tennis player is better than a competent tennis player. That would be my. And that's visible to the out to the external eye. Though. Well, that's the thing that's tricky because I, if if I'd been, if I'd been capable of it as a teenager, and I'd focused just on the sensation, and the sensitivity to what was going on, then I think I would have been a far better tennis player. But because tennis is, you know, like any sport, is so results focused, and it's so yeah. it's such a one-on-one game. It's it's such a profoundly psychological game that yeah. um, you, it's very hard to not get caught up in the, the quality of the bread that comes out of the oven mm. when you're playing yeah. tennis. Who but that's won? not Who where you are with, yeah, it's not where you are with baking. What about the other things that you consider yourself to be skilled in? Where, where is the judgment there? <laughs> well, I was trying to think of what other things there might be. Um, but so if, say if it were teaching. <laughs> or, or dancing. Or dancing, oh which, yeah, dancing. You know, you'd be, <laughs> yeah, just remind you of what you <laughs> yeah, actually that's right. are. that's right. <laughs> Um, it just did not come to mind at all. <laughs> um, I mean, I, one, things, one thing that I like about all of those things is it's how it is that we recognize the distinction between someone being, let's say, better than another person at something. It's because in a way it's sort of irrelevant. But even if it was a comparison with myself, yeah, you know, Am I better at this now than I used to be? You could say, well, the assumption is that because, yes, I've had more practice. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But, yes, the word that keeps coming back to me here, and I don't know if it's useful at all, is about sensitivity or being exposed to more situations and sensitivity to those situations. Mm. That with time and practice and energy and focus and attention, you are exposed to more and more scenarios, especially in teaching, because, you know, it's, it's so much is about, um, in my experience anyway, is about, oh, yeah, that's this kind of thing's going on here. Now, I've responded like this this time. What about if I tried this way? So there's a sort of constant toing and froing with what's in front of you. Mm, you start to get out of your own way with more speed. Yeah, exactly. And knowing when to step in and when to wait yeah. and when to all those things, which are just beautifully nuanced and... Um, just amazing yeah and i'm sure that we've worked with enough people over the course of our careers that you see some people who just seem to have a really innate understanding of when their mouths are supposed to be shut and when their mouths are supposed to be open as teachers yeah as opposed to some others and i think i probably count myself in the second category who think that doing a good job is sh- sort of talking more i'm, I'm still that's a do still you really think of your, do you really think of yourself in that category it's a work in progress for me is it? You mean yeah, that this? It's a work in progress. You would? Is, are you suggesting that you would rather be talking less? Yeah, I would rather be talking less and listening more. I would rather be more. I don't know, capable of um, reminding myself that it isn't about me. Which I think I know. I think I know that. 
I mean, I think if I didn't know that, I wouldn't be saying this now. But I also think that, that <laughs> <Good point>. in, <laughs> there are moments where it's, it's like, oh, I, I really need to finish making that point or, or I really need to just make sure that this is, is kind of really properly tied down. And, and then perhaps that commitment to, the, to, uh, to communicating an idea might take me out of the ability to hear how much or how little the idea has landed or is oh, landed. Oh, I see. I see or also the possibility of leaving something open or unta- yeah. un- unfinished or yeah. it's a strange sort of time, and, you know, in the terms of sort of muting yourself, you know, teaching. <laughs> you, can, mm. you can mute yourself. So I've been, I was teaching, I was doing face-to-face uh, hang about no screen to screen on screen to screen I was doing screen to screen teaching a lot between September and December and I remember the frustration and the difficulty I had when I was met with a series of blank oh. cameras oh. and microphones muted mm-hmm. and that sense of not really knowing if the material was landing mm. Or, or if I was in a dialogue with people, or if they were even there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and I remember my own sense of frustration and my own difficulty with that, and then trying to work out how how I was going to negotiate that in the moment, yeah. and, and catching myself going, oh, I mustn't insist that people put their cameras on because <laughs> I I'd, I was also super aware that there is such a complex territory of digital. Um, digital poverty in the UK and by digital poverty I mean that to include both people being in parts of the country where their broadband capacity isn't up to snuff you know then maybe not on the um, on the the fiber optic broadband they might be on an older version of broadband and that will have an implication that it means that if they put their camera on the material that they're receiving becomes laggy so they might make a decision there to switch the camera off in order to get a a kind of a more coherent stream from from the teacher and then I'm also aware that on top of that there's the literal poverty about well people might be working on really old machines that are not really fit for purpose and perhaps are having to press their their mobile phones into service to be able to access the material balancing that knowing that against the very human need to make a connection with the people that you're teaching Mm. also it's also seeing into people's lives and rooms in ways that they might not want you to be seeing into their lives and rooms yeah yeah absolutely which of course as a a teaching at home we've got no choice but to make the same thing possible for ourselves sure but what's been interesting is in my new role i'm not doing any teaching at the moment and i'm just i'm just talking to students kind of endlessly it's been quite lovely just having a series of one-to-ones with people who I've not met in real life yet but just to try and get a sense of who they are and what their ambitions are and what they need from the program and then hearing them talk about their experience of being taught and sometimes their need to keep the cameras off and then thinking how do I feed that back to people who I also know have a very real need for people to have those cameras on it's just this very curious disconnect across you know that's across generations yeah, across technological yeah, yeah. divides how do we make this negotiation work how do we make this yeah. situation work for everyone is it po- yeah. even possible absolutely and it feels that it's one of those things that is you know it's really important to get right because these are this is a generation of students who won't 
be able to unring the bell of their first year being entirely Online. delivered in the yeah exactly or second years or or third year so it's you know it's you, it's a just it's a funny it's a funny thing to be trying to solve a problem that i know is really temporary yes but not necessarily feeling as temporary as it might for um you know if it's one third of your degree yeah. exactly that and it's more than one third of exactly. people's degree now because yeah. if you think about it's crossed over if you think about yeah if you think about the first years they didn't have an exam they they finished college with things that were guessed for them mm. so they're already working at a kind of psychological deficit because or they don't certainly un- certainly uh, profound uncertainty about yeah that's yeah. i think that's what i mean when i say a psychological deficit in the sense that they don't know how well they've done all they know is what somebody has guessed that they have done yes but of course that, that assumes that the how well that the the normal measure is some indication <laughs> which well, is a whole other yeah. conversation right? well that is a whole other conversation but it is at least the metric by which everybody has always been judged we can question its value yeah or its but, validity yeah 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 it's not temporary for them but i know as an educator somebody who's been doing this for over 20 years yeah of course it's temporary for me I, i've just got to roll ride out this storm so how do you balance all of that sort of stuff which i guess does come back to a conversation there about competency versus skill. Mm. To be competent is to just deal with the problem in this moment. To be skilled is to think about the implications and how we learn from it, maybe? Mm. I was thinking, I imagine there were probably lots of uh, incredible markers of incompetency at the beginning, um, just sort of digital incompetency. You know, if I mm-hmm. think about think what it's like, you know, how many how many academics does it take to to get a projector working. Can you imagine what it was like um, dealing with this, this very... <laughs> what? I, I'm just remembering the number of conferences that oh. I have been at. Um, and it, this, this projector won't see my laptop? Yeah. Yeah, it's are a, you mirroring or are, <laughs> what's going on? Just, yeah. just go into settings. It's not that hard. Uh, yes. Have you turned it off and on? Yes, indeed. Have you turned it off and on? Have <laughs> you restarted your computer? Which I realised recently that have you turned it off and on is my solution for everything, including myself. Oh. There are some times when I'm just not coping in the day and I go and have a nap. Oh. And that is effectively, I've switched <sighs> myself off and then switched myself on again and gone, oh, it's working again now. Mm. Yeah, a hard reboot. <laughs> so you wiped all the data. Yeah, that's that's what I do every time I close my yeah, eyes. Yeah, just getting those passwords back is a pain in the ass, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. So yes, we haven't taken any time at all. Uh, no, this is <laughs> I we totally we, hijacked. Well, it was a it wasn't a hijack. It was a lovely opening gambit. But in a way, ah. there is a connection between what I wanted to talk about. It goes back to the moment of taking the bread out of the oven. Oh, and that sense that competency will mean making a good loaf. Skilled will mean knowing that something is happening that perhaps hasn't been written down. Mm. And you don't need to tap the bottom of the loaf. Exactly. But what's the what's the purpose of not needing to tap the bottom of the loaf if tapping the bottom of the loaf tells you a really useful piece of information? So there's that kind of, well, competency, as, as we've talked about, might result in as good a loaf as, of bread yeah. as skill. 
My question today, I, I thought I wanted to talk about pleasure. Oh. Next time on Midlifing. We have to go back to the conversation about you dangling your bollocks over the bath, I think, for me to... <laughs> it was objectively clear that Denali was better in that lip sync than Olivia Lux. How yes, dare... Yes, Denali was so. skilled and Olivia was just competent. I'm not sure we should... Uh, this, this is the incinerating children episode. I'm not, you know, we're going to really... We're challenging our listeners right here, right now, aren't we? 